0: Thank you so much for joining us today for Declaration's online message. I'm Melody. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We want to know more about you and for you to know more about who we are. I want to invite you to text CONNECT to 43000. You will receive a link to an online connection card. Do us a favor and fill that out. We want to connect with you. Also, everyone's invited to attend our in-person worship services every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at Snyder Elementary in spring. Check out this video for upcoming events that you don't want to miss.
1: Hey Declaration family, I'm Daniel and I want to take just a minute to fill you in on some things you don't want to miss. So whether you're joining us online or in person, welcome to church. We have officially kicked off the annual Declaration Flood of Love Backpack Drive, and it's not too late to get involved. This backpack drive ministers to 17 different schools in our community and several other ministry partners in the Grand Oaks feeder zone. We have the incredible opportunity to love on the neighbors and the families of Conroe ISD through the gift of school supplies. Visit the give wall in the connection center today to find out more. Hey parents, in preparation for the new school year, our kids and student ministries are having their promotion weekend on August 6th. On this weekend, please drop off your student and their regular class during the service we will welcome them into their new class for the fall if you have any questions please talk to one of our awesome kids team members we want you to join us for a life-changing experience you don't want to miss 21 days of prayer during this season we will intentionally see god in prayer and believe for him to move in powerful ways materials will be emailed daily and available online and parents Kids and youth will have their own age-specific guides as well, so bring them along with you and model what it looks like to see God through prayer. Make plans to join us for this incredible 21-day journey as we seek the heart of God together. Twice a month, you have the opportunity to participate in DNA One right here after the first service. DNA One is about who we are as a church and how together we can make a difference for God. This class will teach you why we are a church with small groups and how you can plug in. DNA One will also let you explore serve-team opportunities right here at Declaration. The next DNA One is August 6th. Declaration family, we are called to radical generosity and irresistible hospitality. Mark 10 reminds us that our investment in God's economy over the world's economy is a reflection of where our trust truly lies. Giving a Declaration is simple, ask the Lord what He would have you give, and then just be obedient. There are a few ways you can give through Declaration. You can text GIVE to 43000, you can visit Declaration.org, or you can drop your gift in one of the boxes at the response tables. If you are visiting for the first time, we want you to know that we consider you a part of the family, and we would love to get to know you. Do us a favor and text CONNECT to 43000 and fill out a connection card right on your phone. You can also scan the seat back in front of you or find a connection card at one of the response tables. Alright, that's it! You can find more information about everything you heard today at Declaration.org or the Connection Center lobby. We are so glad that you joined us for worship today.
2: know what you're thinking. Aaron, that's only a 20 to 30 pound table. It's 172 pounds. So I know it looks 20 or 30 pounds the way I was lifting it, but no, 172 pounds. Hang on one second. Let me, uh, let me pull up my notes. You guys having a good day. All right. Me too. Today is a great day. Um, hey, Let's. Uh, if you are in fifth or sixth grade, if you want to go ahead and head out of the room, let's clap for them and keep it going and welcome everybody that's watching online. Such a good day. You guys have fun back there. Make sure and have fun. Church should be fun, right? It should be. I heard a preacher once say that if we don't learn to love, if we don't learn to enjoy Jesus, heaven's going to be hell for us. I don't know. I thought that was funny. <clears throat> So, hey, today, uh, I know we had the announcement, but we have the Flood of Love backpack drive. I want to get all my, uh, my uh, information correct. We have about 100 backpacks left. Today's the last day you can pick them up. So we need them all gone, all right? Um, you can bring them to the church office by Friday, okay? So you can't pick any more up after today. Um, bring them to the church office by Friday. And then you can also go online to the website and sign up because we're going to be filling those Uh, Backpack Saturday. And so if you would like to serve there, that's a fun time. Um, You'll be hanging out in there and filling backpacks, praying over them, laughing, and uh, just making a difference here in the community. So you want to do that. Um, Let's see, anything else that I missed? No, okay. We'll say no, and then we'll just move on. Maybe remember later. Hey, we're in this series called uh, Mixed Tape. And for those of you who are new, what mixed tape is, is it's during the summer and usually it's the time when we bring um outside voices into the church and i'm one of the pastors here so it's a little bit different um pastor john pastor kelly they're in uh they're out of town uh getting some much needed uh relaxation and rejuvenation in the lord so let's be praying for them that that the lord meets them right where they are um uh, but we normally bring in outside voices. And this week actually was supposed to be Greg Johnson from Restoration Church. Um, but I'd like to pray for him because uh, he lost his dad uh, this past week. So that's why he's not here. So can we just pray for him? Heavenly Father, I just ask that in this moment, right where Greg and his family are, right wherever they are, that, that Lord, you would just uh, pour over them peace and joy and and, and great memories um, or would you just comfort them in this time? And, well, um, we just thank you. We thank you for life. We thank you that we have friends and family that we get to live with and enjoy this life that you give us with. Amen. Well, last week, uh, uh, we did student takeover. If you were here, super powerful. If you did not catch that, go check it out. Testimonies from students and leaders were extremely powerful. Check so check that out. Um, you know what, before we go on, I want to, before we get into the message, I want to just, can we just pray some more? Yes, yes, Aaron, we can just pray some more. Uh, I don't know why I just always ask that. Hey, can I pray for you? Just pray, like, good night. Okay, so let's just pray. So let's just close your eyes. And I don't know if you, with your eyes closed, I don't know if you found yourself like I was, but worship could have gone on and on and on. Um, I mean, God's presence is here, and, and, and I'm, we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit, but... Let's just recognize right now that God's presence is in this room. In fact, if you call upon the name of Jesus, he's actually the presence of Jesus is actually in, inside of you. And so he's here right now. And, and how we know that is he brings peace, and he brings joy, and he brings love and kindness. If you find yourself in this moment, while we're just recognizing that he's here in this room, if you find yourself in this moment... And you're finding it difficult to access peace and joy and love and kindness and gentleness and patience. I I just, I want to throw this out while we're sitting here. That it doesn't mean that he's not with you. It just means that we're focused on other things. I find myself in this place so many times. So right now, just let's turn our attention to him and realize that he has everything already worked out. He's got every detail in our lives, already worked out I don't know what you're going through but he already has the answer to that we just have to get there that's okay those moments can be joy if we walk in trust knowing that he's going to bring the answer when the answer needs to come so Heavenly Father right now in this moment as we're just recognizing that you are here would you pour out peace would you pour out Joy. In fact, for anyone in the room that has been dealing with thoughts, actually lies, that life is not joyful, would you overcome those right now in Jesus' name? Because it is a joy to live in this life that you give us. We thank you for your presence. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. I don't know if that helped you, but it helped me. So here's what we're going to do today. The The title of the message is, uh, what are we doing with what God's doing? What are we doing with what God's doing? Because God's doing some stuff in the world, and we're going to talk about a little bit of that. In fact, he's doing a lot of things here in this country, and if we don't re- remind ourselves what he's been doing, and look at where we are, and start really pondering intentionally about how we can partner with him, we're going to miss out on everything that God has for us. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What are we doing with what God is doing? Um, There's actually two realities that are happening. There's there's many realities that are happening, but there's two realities today that I want to look at uh, just briefly and, and share a little bit, give you some scriptures so that you know that I'm not, you know, crazy and not talking about things that, you know, don't really happen. And then I kind of just want to pour my heart out. So it's going to be a little bit different message for me anyways today, if that's okay. I hope it is. That's what I prepared. The jokes happen fast and they're not very funny, but it helps me if you laugh more. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, reality number one, God is filling the earth with his glory. God is God is filling the earth with his glory. In fact, you could make the case that he already has, but let's just say God is filling the earth with his glory. Here we go to Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 3. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. We've looked at this verse so many times in the last few weeks. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Ephesians chapter one, 22 and 23 says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The reason why I use those verses is because it says that the earth is full of his glory. So it already is, but he's also filling the earth. So it's, I know the kingdom is weird, right? Uh, we were saved, we are saved and we will be saved. It's all throughout scripture. So he filled the earth. He has filled the earth with his glory, and he is filling the earth with his glory. I would make the case that if you study out his glory, and I didn't have time to go through all the verses, that you could see that Jesus is God's glory. And if you study that out a little bit farther, you would see that Jesus inside of us actually makes us his glory. And that's something, that we are his glory. Why is that? Because he redeemed us. That's why we're his glory. We, we, so I I find it interesting sometimes because, you know, there's, there's things out there that'll say, oh, well, you know, God's glory left that place. God's glory can't leave this place. Now, I don't mean this place, but you know, somewhere, if there's a believer there, God's glory is there. You know, Ichabod, that's, that's the old Testament where his, his glory left. Yep. That was a thing. God's presence lives with us. We are his glory. If you're there and you call Jesus Lord and you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, God's glory is wherever you are. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. So these are the things that that we have to remind ourselves. Because what, what does that do? That gives us purpose. That lets us know, oh no, wait a minute, where I find myself right now in this moment that's where I'm supposed to be. And there's actually people and things that I can affect because God's presence is inside of me. And he wants to fill the whole earth with his glory. And while his glory is right here, I can also release it and fill it out there. It's just fun. Life should be fun. Yes, Aaron, it should be fun. Thanks. Yeah. All right. It helps if you talk back too. It's okay. Uh, if you, yeah, it's, yeah, We'll move on. I won't say any more about that. Um. So... I, I did this a, a couple times that I preached ago, but I like to do this specifically this year. What has happened so far this year? I want us to remember this, okay? January 2nd, DeMar Hamlin dies. He, he dies on the football field, right? I mean, he's cardiac arrest. He's, they bring him back on the field, all right? The whole country united in prayer. The entire country. Believers, non-believers, They went to God over one guy who happens to be a believer of the Lord, who wore number three on purpose. And then the next week, you know, he sends out the tweet. Hey, I wish I could be with my brothers running out of this tunnel, but today God's gonna to use me a different way. What did we see the next week when he sent that text? We see the entire country cheering for DeMar Hamlin. You got, you got number three in every color in the NFL, right? Yes, they were praying for him, but who did they turn to? They turned to God. We literally saw a miracle. The whole country saw a miracle. And we would, We would. many people might give that to science or different things like that. But we know God did that. So that was the first thing. Then February 8th, the Asbury revival breaks out. Remember that? That was this year. I don't, it seems like a long time ago. That was this year. That revival breaks out. It goes for, I don't know, three, four weeks. I can't remember. It goes for a few weeks. After that, over 60 revivals broke out worldwide, all of which, this is really interesting to me, all of which were focused on repentance. A lot of times when we hear revival, we think supernatural things are happening and, and, you know, healings, and God can do whatever he wants, right? Psalm 115, verse 3, God does whatever he pleases. That's what that verse says, okay? So he can do whatever he wants. This year, he had 60 plus revivals break out, and they were all focused on repentance, and remember repentance isn't necessarily where you're walking this way and it, the the word of the, the the meaning of the word repentance is to turn away. That is the meaning. But I when I think about it, I just think no, it's just turn to Jesus. Just turn to him because Jesus Jesus is the narrow way. It is narrow. So Jesus could be there and I could be here. I'm I'm kind of going that way, but but my heart's just not really in it. In fact, I find myself more than most not actually going opposing Jesus. I'm just kind of doing my own thing and drifting away. That's what I find myself doing, and I have to repent of that, and usually it's just that much. Repentance. Um, so 60-plus revivals uh, broke out. I think there's still some going on. I, I wouldn't doubt it, but I saw a video uh, recently, this actually this week, and then I tried to Google it and find it and saw multiple videos. But this one particular video was a young man, probably twenty in his twenties, on an airplane. You know, because he has a captive audience, they can't go anywhere, and they're waiting to get off the plane. You know how you do when the th- boom and everybody gets up and it's the bags and you're ducking and, and all the stuff. And he takes that moment and stands up walks over and begins preaching the gospel. And let me tell you something that kid lit them up. I mean, he didn't hold anything back and it was all in love. And people were getting upset. And they were telling him, "Hey, we're trying to get off the airplane." And he said, "I know. They haven't opened the door yet, but it's my birthday and all I want to do is share the gospel with you." So he just kept on going. And people would get upset and go, "Well, we're just trying to get off the airplane." I know, They'll open the door, and when they do, you can totally get off this airplane. But until they do, I'm going to tell you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. In his 20s. So I realize these things may have happened. They may have happened throughout all of time. I don't think so, but maybe they did. In fact, let's just say they did. And so now we have media that allows us to see the different things going on, okay? But what is that going to do? That's going to increase. Because now we have media Showing us, oh, you know what? It's not so terrible. He didn't get punched in the face. Although if he had gotten punched in the face, we'll talk about this in a minute, they probably would have had more people get saved on the plane. It's just how the kingdom works. I don't know. It is. Uh, So I'm going to get there, but I'll I'll jump ahead and say, if you look throughout history, the church uh, prospered. The only times that the church prospered was when the church was in deep persecution. When the church is comfortable, no one joins. When you have to join the church and you might lose your life, people come from everywhere. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's because people are looking for something to give their lives to. Right now... um, we heard a couple of weeks ago in the message, uh, Pastor John was talking about, and he talked about a video um, from The God Man, which is going to be released in August in theaters. I highly recommend it. I got to watch it early. And um, and in there, they showed this. They showed some footage from Mozambique with Heidi Baker. If you don't know who that is, you can Google her. I've actually been to, uh, we actually took a mission trip and, and went to some of her orphanages, and she was taking in refugees because, um, uh, different religious groups, mainly Muslims, but different religious groups were going into the churches and they were burning the churches and they were killing Christians. This was like in the last year. This stuff's, it's going, it's happening all over the world. I'm thankful it's not happening here, but the church in these places where they're being persecuted is exploding because that's what happens in the kingdom. And so, you hear all these horrific stories and people still coming to the church. Yeah, it's, it's extremely sad. It's extremely sad. But then they cut to the video of those same people telling those stories, sitting in a room and worshiping God like, you're our only hope. You know why? Even, even in our comfort, he is our only hope. Especially in our comfort, he is our only hope. I got pictures this week from a guy that I connected with, and I won't say where. Pictures this week, different country than Mozambique. They were pictures taken from this week of churches being burned, Christians being beaten. Like this it's going on right now. In fact, in the video that that Pastor John mentioned that I was uh, just talking about, it says that more people today are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus than in any other time in history. One in seven Christians live in an area where they are highly persecuted, where every day when they walk out, if they even say the name of Jesus, they could be beaten or worse. Like that's, that's today. So my question is this, and I, I'm just going to say this message is as much for me. It might, it might be only for me. I don't think so, but it's for me. Why am I not that bold? In the video, in the video that that Pastor John mentioned, there's a guy and and, and there's these Iranians and they're praying for us because we can go out and proclaim the name of Jesus and pray for people in the street every day. And they said, but why aren't you doing it? And and ultimately, he goes, no, we're afraid. And they said, afraid of being killed, afraid of being um, beaten? No, we're afraid of being laughed at. Oh my gosh, because he's not wrong. That's why we don't. We're afraid of being mocked. And they said, would you go back and tell the Church of the West that Jesus is worth it? He's worth being mocked. He's worth being laughed at. He's worth being killed. He's worth being beaten. Would you tell him? And then he ends the interview with going, now you know. I'm like, oh my gosh. Now we know. How do we get that much boldness? I, I think it's because we don't sit long enough in our busyness, in our comforts, chasing our comforts. That's what we do. That's what I do. I won't say we. I'll just t- I'll talk about me, and then you can throw yourself in if it fits. I chase my comforts. I chase my comforts. And by chasing my comforts, I don't sit long enough in the presence of God to really grasp what he saved me from. Because without Jesus, we were headed to hell. Then, so with Jesus, we get Perfection. Is this life hard? Absolutely it is. We have that promise from Jesus himself. But after this life, perfection, perfect. No more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more perfection. Family members that we've lost, we get to be with. We don't take a long enough time to sit in his presence and just remember what he's done. For us, what he's, what he's doing. And then look at it and go, okay, well, how do we partner with you? So how do we get that much boldness? We're going to talk about that here in a minute, I think, if I can get there. But I want to throw this out because I want to, I want to do my best to debunk um, a spiritual, I won't say lie, but it's just incomplete. There's many people out there that believe that, that the evidence of, the, of being filled with the Holy Spirit Is uh, praying in tongues or they might believe some other gift I studied it out because I've I've, I've, I've ventured into multiple different churches and um, I studied it out because I'm like you know what I just I don't think that's right it just doesn't seem right doesn't seem right that it's just one gift that's the evidence because if I need the Holy Spirit and he fills me and there's a guy with a broken leg do I have to speak in tongues before I can heal his leg it just doesn't make sense to me I don't know that's just me so I studied it out, Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. The only thing that I can find that is present every time, and it's present every time the Holy Spirit comes upon somebody, Old Testament and New Testament. Old Testament, Holy Spirit's presence would fill them, and then, then they would not be filled. I don't understand how that works. But anyways, it's it's in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes and resides on us, Okay. So in the Old Testament, you have Holy Spirit filling someone. And then the New Testament, you have Holy Spirit filling someone. The only thing I can find that's present is boldness. That's it. Boldness. It requires boldness. Faith actually brings boldness. When we step into faith, we get faith, we get boldness. Because why? Because faith actually requires obedience. In fact, without obedience, without doing the works of faith, faith is dead. That's what James says. So boldness. So how do we, how do we get that boldness? We're going to sit in his presence. We have to sit in his presence. And I'm going to talk about that. I will, I will, I'll make sure I get there. Reality number two. You will never be completely alive until you completely die. That just popped in my head yesterday. Totally wasn't me. I just like the way that sounds. It sounds Super encouraging and also not. I don't know. It just, it's kind of contradictive, right? Um, you will never be completely alive until uh, you completely die. Galatians 2.20. I feel bad even reading this without Pastor John here doing it because it's his life verse. But I'm going to do my best anyways. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Here's the thing. Remember, one of the, uh, one of the requirements for faith is that you can't see the outcome. That's actually a requirement for faith. Okay. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Second Corinthians 517. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're a new creation. If you call upon the name of Jesus, you're a new creation. You can die to your old self. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 30, 31. I affirm by the boasting in you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I, Paul, die daily. I die daily. What does that mean? It's a, it's, it's a similar reference to when Jesus said, you must pick up your cross and follow after me. It means you have to lay everything down. Everything that, that, that you like, your desires, you lay it down. You have to give it up. It, he who wants to save his life, will give up his life. We have to lay it all down. What's interesting too, though, is in Psalms 37, verse 4, it says that, uh, that if you find your delight in the Lord, he will give you your heart's desires. And that's something. So we're supposed to lay all of our desires down. Well, I don't, I don't know, I really want that. Then lay it down. And then if you really want that, he'll give it to you. Just lay it down. God, I have no agenda. I have nothing in me. I've, there's nothing that, that, yes, I want to do these things. But you know what? If you don't want me to do that, then I don't want to do that. So I'm going to lay it down. You just tell me what to do. Great. I want you to go do that thing. But I don't know. That's what I want. Yes. Go do that thing. You laid it down. Now go do it. Or I laid it down. I don't want to do that. Okay, good. I don't want you to do that either. Go do this other thing. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is why I'm alive. Not that thing over there, this thing over here. The kingdom is just it's an amazing place to live and we all live there. If you call upon the name of Jesus, you live there. So here's a question that I was asking myself is how much time do we spend focused on work? Focused on bills? Focused on our kids? Sorry. Focused on our friends? Summertime, focused on our vacations. How much time do we spend on that? Now how much time do we spend focused on prayer? How much time do we spend focusing on his presence in our life? How much time do we spend focused on remembering all the things that he's done for us? How much time do we spend focused on understanding what he has saved us from? That's a tough list if you start to lay that out. Because time's really the only commodity that we have in this life. And so if we're focused, if we're spending all this time on all these other things, but we're not sitting still, I'm not saying you're, we're supposed to sit, sit still and not do anything. Yeah, I hope you're, you're hearing me. My question is, is are we spending any time at all in the day just sitting with him and remembering, just sitting with him and recognizing, just like we did at the very beginning. You just sit and recognize that he's here with you. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about my Tuesday Devo, but the band does not need to come just yet. So I gave them, but I want to, I want to jump to that. I, I do a Tuesday morning devotional. It seems like a, a shameless plug. Maybe it is. isn't. it's not really, um, it's on Facebook every Tuesday morning at 7am. And so if you watch that, you're going to hear some repeat. But the reason why I'm bringing it up now is because what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about a portion. If you want to hear everything, you can go back to last week and hear it. But I was listening to, um, to a quick teaching from John Bevere, happened to be a John Bevere fan. And, um, and he was talking about James 4, verse 8. And that verse simply says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And, um, and he makes this point, which I'm going to say here in a minute. But I want to point out that first, that the verse prior to that says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Okay, A lot of times we quote, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's incomplete. And in fact, if you just resist the devil, he will not flee from you. He does not. He he will not. He will sit there. All of your energy will go to, to trying to resist him and he will overcome. Okay? That first part, most important part of that whole verse, submit to God. Submit to God, then resist the devil and he will flee. Why? Because you've submitted to God, not to the devil. So if you submit to God and resist, okay, so there's that temptation. Nope, I'm focused on him. Temptation will leave. Has to. It has to once we submit to God. That's the most important part of that verse. So then it says, submit to God, resist the devil, he will feed from you. And then verse 8 says, draw near to draw near God. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And John Bevere points this out. How many times, uh, can I ask for a show of hands? Will you actually raise your hand? I'm going to do it. Please raise your hand. How many of you actually spend time, um, uh, not every day, any time, you have ever sat down to read your word and spend time with God? Has, has Okay, good. Most of the room. All right. How many times do we sit down, uh, how many times have you sat down and, and your attitude with that verse is, is the same as mine most of the time, which is, okay, God, I'm gonna draw near to you. Man, I'm praying that you'll draw near to me. I'm praying that I have an encounter with you. I'm praying that you meet me right here. Please, oh God, I hope that you will do that. Anybody else? Okay, again, a lot of the room. That's not what the verse says. It says, draw near to God and he will. See, we live a life in the flesh by faith. And faith means we can't see it. He's the invisible God. Jesus came is the perfect image of an invisible God. We live by faith. And so now my prayer life has changed. Since that, that's like a week and a half ago, my prayer life has now changed. When I was at camp, when we, would, when we would meet in the room and pray before the service, normally I would go in the room and I would sit down. And I would try to get myself in some sort of spiritual position to encounter the Lord. You know what I'm saying? You just sit there and you're trying and you're striving. And this week I walked into camp and I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you're here because you said you are. I'm going to draw near to you and I'm just going to assume that you're going to draw near to me. Let's do this thing. And then I prayed for an hour. And it was like he was right there with me the whole time. Why? That is a life of faith. Did I feel it? No. In fact, my favorite moment at camp was Wednesday night. You guys know what I'm talking about. Wednesday night, we never got to the message. Maybe Pastor John will share this story from his perspective. I thought it was awesome. We never got to the message. Why? Because they started worshiping. And then the next thing you know, we have pockets of kids praying over each other. And you could hear one or two kids underneath each pile having a moment with the Lord. You could hear cries. Not, not necessarily wailing. Just, you could tell, man, it was prayers of encounter, prayers of repentance. And we just sat there. We didn't go anywhere else. I don't remember how long it was. We sat there the whole time. And we had a speaker coming that night. And he got up. And he led prayer in the room and said, Hey, I think if you are dealing with this, you should come forward right now because God's doing something. Kids start coming. Hey, I think the Lord might be speaking about whatever it was. If this is something going on in your life, you should come forward. Kids start coming. You have the whole front full of kids on their knees. We never got to the message. Why? God was handling it. Sometimes he likes a message. Sometimes he's like, I got this one. And that's what it was that night. He had that one. Why was it my favorite part? My favorite part, just to be transparent with you, I'm sitting back in the back of the room when it started going, and I'm looking around like this. And I thought, God, is this really you? Like, are you really doing this? You know what God said? He's like, take a look around. Kids don't do that. That's enough for me. Because he's not wrong. So I got out of my chair and I, and then all the adults just sitting around praying. I talked to so, so, why did I think that? Let me back up. Why did I think that? Because I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel a thing. I talked to numerous adults the next morning, that night, the next morning who came up to me and they're like, you know, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel anything. I just didn't feel anything. I'm like, yep. It's a sign of maturity. In our culture, we, we crave feeling. And God's like, no, I need faith. Heard a pastor say once, we're not feelers, we're believers. We must believe. And so now when you walk into a room, you can, you can just literally, you can just walk into the room and go, God, you're right here. Let's do this thing. Remember how he sent the boys out? This is is not in my notes, not even in my thoughts. I'm gonna throw it out there. He sent the boys out and he said, hey, when you walk into a house, release your peace. And if it's worthy, let it stay. And if it's not, take it back. Remember that? Isn't that weird? How do you release peace? Walk in a room and go. (laughs) And then you wait like a day or two and then you're like, It's so weird, (laughs) right? Or you walk into the room and you say, you said I can release your peace. I have your peace released. And then peace enters the room because it's by faith. And then if the enemy wants to try to rile something up and bring a moment that's not peaceful... You can just look at it. You don't even have to, you don't have to say anything. You can say something, but you don't even have to say anything. You can look at it, look at that situation and go, no, no, no. peace. You don't have to address who, anybody. You're not, nope, peace. Lord, just release your peace, release your peace. Just, you're here, you're in me, release your peace. It's by faith, because we live this life in the flesh, by faith. That's how we live. Ben, you can come on up here. So my question, my question today is, what are we doing with what God's doing? Because God's moving. I, I just gave a brief, a brief little recap. There's so much more than that going. Just you can Google it. There's things out there. Be careful. When you Google stuff, because you just got to pray to use the servant, but there's a lot of stuff going on out there that you, you can see that God is actually, he's moving and we need to partner with him. And when I was preparing for this message, I asked the Lord, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? And he didn't, he didn't tell me what he wanted me to say. I mean, he's confirmed it since then, but at the moment he didn't tell me what he wanted to say. What did he say? What he said was my church in America is hurting my church in America is hurting. And I said, okay, great. What do I do with that? You know, I don't know. And then he goes on to explain that the church is hurting the same way, and this is me, right? The same way someone who's not eating healthy, taking care of their body, and exercising is hurting. We just don't have the energy, we don't have the strength. So what do you do with someone who's not eating healthy and who's not exercising properly to take care of themselves? When you know they, 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 can, they can move, it's in them, they just have to start, right? So, so what do you do? You start. You start eating healthy and you start exercising. You start taking care of yourself. That's what you have to do. So I'm here today to say, if we find ourselves, and I'm telling you guys, I don't, I don't have the time to tell you what I've dealt with. But if you find yourselves in anxiety, if you find yourselves in fear, if you find yourselves in all of these different lies, I'm just gonna be real bold here because it was, it's true in my life. We're too self-centered. We're too self-focused. And so we gotta get our eyes out. and we got to start moving. God's doing something in the world. He's he's he is moving all over, and he's waiting for us to join him. And obviously, there's ways that you can hop in and 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 join a declaration. I mean, we have we have groups coming up soon. Um, you can lead a small group. You can join a small group. Uh, we, DNA where you can go in and, and learn uh, about the church. Learn why we're a church of small groups. Learn uh, the heart behind some of the things that we do. You can go through DNA two and become grow in your leadership. There's there's ways that we can do that here. But I just want to speak this word over you, And, and I have a long word that I'm not going to read right now, but I know what it says. Some of us are waiting A, till we feel it. And I'm just going to throw it out there. You're not a feeler. You're a believer. God's God's given you gifts and talents. And he wants to use them for his purpose, for kingdom purposes. And in fact, not only is it something that you get to partner with and it'll be kind of fun, it's literally the reason you were created. You have a ministry waiting on you. So many people think that this right here, all these guys up here, that this is ministry. I mean, it is. But this is not the majority of ministry. The majority of ministry happens out there. The purpose of this is to train and equip. For what? So we can go out there and do it. God's given many of you uh, ideas for ministry. Many things that where you, some of you, let me say it this way, some of you wanna preach. And you're like, well, I don't know how to get on the stage. Go to Walmart, get on a plane, preach, love people, Some of you uh, want to be on the worship team. Take your guitar to the corner and lead worship. Walk around town singing worship songs. Well, someone might get mad at me. They, They might. That's just the enemy showing his face. Release your peace. Some of you have ideas that have nothing to do, quote unquote, with ministry. But it's actually an avenue for you to get in front of people, providing a service, providing a product, providing whatever it is to get in front of people, to love them and share the gospel with them. I'm not talking about your job, although your job is one avenue. I'm talking about other things that the the Lord might be pouring out to you and he's just waiting for you, for us, for me. He's waiting. So what are we gonna do with what God's doing? That's the question. Go ahead and and stand up if you would. You guys okay? Was this okay? Like, this is fun. Well, thank you. I'm going to I'm going to share this story. Sorry you guys are going to have to wait just like two more minutes. <laughs> Maybe seven. We don't know how long it's going to take. Today was today's fun for me for many reasons which I won't go into, but so much fun for me. And this morning, I li- I'm I'm like I'm I'm coming to the church and and I'm dropping some things off and I've got to go to the office and 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 just wrap up some things and and I'm um I'm honestly every time you start to come up here and and speak you're like man I hope today's not lame like yeah, that's just your thought like please god let it let it do let it be something other than just lame and and, uh, that's just what I was thinking this morning. And so I'm, I'm driving, I'm, I'm driving to the office and I'm on Rayford there. And I'm thinking about this message and I'm thinking about he's filling the whole earth with his glory. And God, I just, I want to know that. And, and I know that you're in me and, you know, I'm just sitting there praying. And then I'm thinking about my favorite moment at camp, which was a moment actually with Nathan Broadbent. And he was asking me how to minister to this guy. And, and, and he'd already had a, a long conversation where he got to encourage him. And I said, you know what? Uh, here's what I would, here's what I would recommend, don't be his answer point him to the Holy Spirit when he comes to you and he asks you something don't be his answer, point him to the Holy Spirit when when he's really concerned don't be his answer uh, don't be the answer, encourage him love on him and then point him to the Holy Spirit that's that's what I, and I was, it's my favorite moment because I'm like man, I actually think I got that one right you know and so I'm thinking all of these things in my truck, you know how your phone connects to your truck and, and my, I don't know if all over this way, but my truck will, it will play, you know, right where the music cut off. It'll start it right there. And it's normally in the middle of the song and, and then it'll start playing. And, um, it's been like 15 minutes. I'm in my truck. I'm going down Rayford. I'm thinking all those things. God, you're going to fill the earth with your glory. I'm thinking about the moment with Nathan. You're going to fill the earth with your glory. Think thinking about the moment with Nathan. And then the song just pops on, which it's not totally random. You know, sometimes the Bluetooth, whatever. But it is random for it to be at the beginning of a song. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Normally, it's the middle of a song. And so it's playing. And I thought, well, I'll just let it play. You know, it, it'll be fine. And um, the song comes on. And it's, King of glory, fill this place. I just want to be with you. And it was in that moment that I gained the confidence that hopefully today wasn't lame. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, guys. God is so good. He's so good. He's so kind. He's so gentle. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what is going through your mind as you sit here in this place right now, but I'm telling you, he wants to pour himself out into you and out of you he wants to fill you with his glory and he wants you to fill wherever you go with his glory what is his glory? his glory is his goodness his glory is that he came and he saved the whole world he's so good father in this moment just pour out your glory in this place and we're just going to accept by faith that you're doing it right now that you're filling us up from our toes to the top of our heads And hey, if, keep your eyes closed. If you're in this place right now and and you're going through something and you need prayer, I'm going to encourage you to move. We have a prayer team over here uh, to your right. Go see those guys. They want to pray with you. And, and, and the Lord tells us that we're two or more gather and agree on anything in his name. It will be done. So go in faith and let them pray with you. And if you're in this room today and you've been hearing me talk a lot about calling upon the name of Jesus and his presence coming in you and you've never actually done that I want to give you the opportunity right now and listen this prayer right now that we're about to pray is that's that's just the beginning okay that's just the beginning it's the beginning of a relationship so if that's you I want you to pray something like this you can pray it out loud you can pray it uh, to yourself and in fact if you're in the room and you've already done this but you'd like to do it again you can do that too Pray something like this. Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent Jesus to take my place. Thank you that, that he died and took on all of sin so that I could take on his righteousness. Thank you that you pour out purpose and destiny on my life. Jesus, I lay down my life. I give it to you. And I declare on this day right now that I'm a follower of yours for all time. I'm laying down my life and asking you to take my life and show me what life really is. Now, if we, keep your eyes closed. If you're in this room, I just want to know, we want to know who we're praying for and who we're celebrating with. If you said that prayer for the first time ever today, would you raise a hand and just keep it up until I see it? Thank you, I see you. Perfect. Hey, let's celebrate, guys. We just had uh, one or more, I, I, I couldn't quite see everything, but at least one person, give his life to Jesus. So what we're gonna do is they're gonna lead us in a song. The front, we call this the altar. You're welcome to come up front. Altars are just where sacrifices are made, so you just move, okay? Come up front, pray. Uh, If you want to go to the prayer team, go to the prayer team. If you want to come up front and worship like they do at camp because they really like it and enjoy it, come up front and worship. Like, it's totally okay. You can move around, all right? Let's enjoy Jesus, but let's respond to his goodness. Let's respond to who he is. And let's have an amazing week. Just releasing the glory of the Lord this week. Can we do that? Lord, we just ask you to pour your presence out. Pour your presence out in this moment and cause us to respond. Lead us into response. Help us to move. We bless you this day, Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for checking us out online today. If you need to make a decision about the next step of your faith journey with Jesus, text CONNECT to 43,000. And if you took the first step in your faith journey by saying yes to Jesus, we want to know about it and walk with you. So text JESUS to 43,000. There you will find some resources and a message from Pastor John. There are so many ways to connect at Declaration. Check out declaration.org to find out more about who we are. Before we go, let's say our Declaration together. Because of what the gospel has done in and to us, our lives exist to help people encounter and follow Jesus. We will devote ourselves to His Word, His presence, and His people. We desire authenticity, intimacy, a heart of service, and to see His kingdom come. We are for Jesus and for people.